I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst show I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. stop. Ow! That, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down the spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joe. Hi, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over a decade, and each week we record on the right mic, and we catch up with each other. (laughs) Yes, we do, Mike. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. I mean, we'll get into it. I'm a little bit stressed, and um, things are crazy, but, like... It's been so fucking boring. Like, trying to squeeze stories out of the past week um, has been really tough for me. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. The, the stories I have this week are such fucking stretches. I, I did things. That's the thing. Like, I've been really busy with work, but I actually went out and did some stuff. But it all the stuff I did was, like, so normal and regular that there's no, like, and then she, I don't know lifted her shirt and showed us her tits. There's nothing crazy happening in the last week. Well, here's the thing. I had crazy things happen to me in the last couple of weeks, but I didn't want to tell them on this show because some people listen to this show. So, Joe, well, I wanted to tell you, um, speaking of all my stress and stuff, I uh, have been working on this web project. I told you we've talked about it a little bit, right? Um, it's a crazy big project that we're doing. And my favorite one is that we're like, and then when we finish this, we're going to the one in Spanish. And I'm like, what? The, oh yeah. What? <laughs> so we we run two really large communities online, and one of them is in English. And we've um, basically what we're not to be too boring, but we're moving a website, this website, from one platform to another. And that sounds very easy, but it's a really intricate website. There's years of discussion on it. There's 30,000 members on each of the sites, one in English, one in Spanish. So there's there's just a lot of details, right? It's actually probably one of the biggest projects I've ever done professionally. Um, it's been crazy busy. And I've worked the past two weeks pretty much every day. And not just like, oh, I've worked every single day. I'm talking like crazy nights too. There was one night where I woke up at, at like 7 a.m. and started working. And then because of this big fucking bug, I was up all night working with this contractor in India, and I didn't stop working until 6 a.m. the next morning. So, like, I'm not saying this to complain either because I I understand that this is a one-time project. It's not like this is my job and I do this all the time. Um, and I genuinely feel that my job is, like, hourglassed where sometimes I'm hella busy and then other times I have, like, close Did to nothing to do. Did you just say hella busy? And oh I don't. Oh my god! This is. And, oh god. and I don't complain about the times when I'm, I'm like really busy because I'm also not going to complain about the times when I have nothing to do and I leave at lunchtime. Do you know what I mean? For those so, for those people who live in other parts of the country, "hella" is a phrase that's very very identified with Northern California. Go on. Pe- people say it a lot here. Like it's on shirts and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of seeps in. So. So I'm I'm not complaining. I'm just kind of explaining that this is why I'm stressed, right? Okay. Um, and when I'm really stressed, I'm the worst eater. Like I just eat so poorly. Uh, how do you eat poorly when you're stressed, or do you eat better? Uh, I eat better when I'm stressed, but I eat poorly when maybe when I no I eat poorly when I'm stressed. That's what it is. I'm sorry. I'm like you. I eat poorly when I'm stressed. I find myself like saying like, well, you just worked 12 hours. You can have this like whole pie or whatever, right? Joe, you just just... watched a Veep marathon. You can eat, you know, this entire (laughs) pizza. (laughs) Kind of. Uh, The work is a little different, but yeah. Um, But I also struggle to focus on things outside of my immediate to-do list. So I'm very – professionally, I have a really good – to-do list system going. I have, you know, 
checks and balances and everything's good. But then when it comes to like um, taking a shower, I'm not so good at like the things that you should be doing, right? But yes. Joey, my boss is leaving. Uh, we talked about this. My boss, the boss who founded the nonprofit that I work for, resigned, and his last day is actually this Thursday. And I've fucking forgot. I I've done absolutely nothing to prepare for that. I have no celebration planned i have no gift planned nothing and i kind of feel bad about that why is that your responsibility were you uh charged with the uh, with the job of preparing your boss's going away party i feel like as a human yeah i am kind of charged with i mean he is responsible for me having this job he's responsible for me living in the bay area he he's responsible for all of that. So, yeah, I feel like I'm a little bit charged on doing something other than just saying, like, goodbye. Why don't you have that girl that lost your medical insurance? Why don't you have her take care of it? <laughs> well, funny story, Joe. Um, well, and so put a book, put a pin in that for a second. Um, uh, I just kind of feel bad because this isn't like a lazy coworker of mine that's just leaving. He's like the reason this place exists. Yeah. So I would like to do something other than plan something the night before, which is probably what's going to happen. But uh, speaking of the coworker I have that kind of lets things fall through the cracks, um, I've complained about her before on here. And just to leave it at this, she's now gone from our organization. <gasps> yeah, she was let go. So that's kind of a relief. That was a relief. Did you have to fire her? No, no, no. I, that's the whole kind of bullshit of it. I was micromanaging this girl, this woman, excuse me, mm -hmm. and I wasn't even her manager. So it was just like a really like gross kind of professional relationship. But a lot of the duties of hers are going to fall to me for at least temporarily. But I mm -hmm. still feel it's kind of worth it because I felt like the stress of all her duties were falling, to, falling on me, but I couldn't like actually – do them because it was her job to do them so mm -hmm. i'm okay but joey this all brings up a new conversation um with my boss leaving his replacement lives in dallas mm -hmm. and probably staying in dallas oh and really the one person the uh admin assistant who we got who was let go last week is gone and won't be replaced by uh person in the office we might have like a contractor do our books outside right mm -hmm. um so that leaves me and emily here in our office but emily only comes in two days a week so i'm we're thinking about maybe just going officeless being 100 uh -huh. percent virtual what do you think about that that'd be really good for me why because then we can record the show at more reasonable hours. <laughs> well, I mean, I could do it if we're re if we are um, during your lunch I, hour. Yeah, if I have a home office, then I could just schedule a lunch hour and record with you. Yeah, you're right. Because it'd all be my setup here. Yeah. <laughs> and but I I'm kind of thinking if anybody out there does a hundred percent working virtual, I would love to hear opinions. I don't know. I feel kind of unproductive when i work at home i would never tell my office this but i feel less productive but they do get more hours out of me so i'll like wake up and start work right away and then i'll go shower and then i'll keep working and then i'll go get caught you know what i mean like they get more time out of me but i don't know if they actually get more work out of me well as you know i owned a business yeah and the first year or two of my business i had an office sure an executive but suite it, Still, still though, this is a the business you're talking about is totally different because you had to see people. You you know what I mean? There no, was no, but I had to schedule. I had to schedule, uh, just time to work at home. Like, so eventually, I gave them all. Why am I paying all this money for an office? I'll just work out of my house. Yeah, but I had to. Yeah, I had to, I had to schedule it, uh, in uh, in my house. But I, yeah, you have to schedule. Like at nine o'clock, I do this. Yeah. You know? We'll we'll see. We're we're not we haven't made that decision yet. We're kind of figuring out what we pay in rent in the Bay Area, you know, yeah. versus the I mean if they tell me I have to work at home, they have to pay for my internet, they have to they'll have to pay for myself. You know what I mean? Like there are expenses with having employees work from the home. We're still not going to add up to paying for rent. Right. You're right. So, it looks like that's probably on the horizon, but we'll see. Oh my god, I can't wait. 
I'm kind of excited about it, but like I said, still kind of wary. What about you? What's I up just with me- you? I'm just sad you're never going to get to see Lancet the Pug again. Well, he hasn't been there in over a year, but... <laughs> oh, you love that Lancet Big. the Pug, man. We would Thanks pictures and... Yeah. He's gone. I do love that dog. I do. I, I need a dog. Mm. What's up with you in L.A.? Do you remember we knew this guy at this company we worked at, the old company named Trevor? Yeah. Okay. Well, Trevor then left that company, moved to the to like the Midwest for a while. Oh, did he? Yeah, and then he came back to Los Angeles, and now he works out here. But ever since he's come back to Los Angeles, it's almost like, in fact, in my head, I treat him like a person who's from the Midwest who moved out here. Like, he's like super excited by L.A., uh-huh. Have you ever followed him on? Are you friends with him on Facebook? Uh, yeah. Okay, he's always like, oh, "Look where I am! I'm at Stagecoach, or I'm at Coachella, yeah. and I'm at the you know Arsenio Hall show, and I'm at this." Yeah. And you're like, "Jimmy Kimmel, yeah, 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 yeah everything." Yeah. Okay, I'm like, "Who is this guy?" Right? But I will right. say, he 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 likes doing those things, you know. And when I did my Magic Castle uh, fundraising, he had been to the Magic Castle before. Uh, with I don't you? know how. No, 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 no. But I've given him passes over the years. He take I I love. I will say this is the thing. He's one of these people. I give him passes. He takes a bunch of people. He spends a lot of money there, which makes me look good. And he's very thankful. And in, and during the Magic Castle fundraising thing, crowdfunding, he gave a, a lot of money. You mm-hmm. know, an incredible amount of money. So I sort of felt obligated to take him and his family to the Magic Castle. So he schedules this event, but he never told me. That he had. And then uh, it, it, last Thursday or Wednesday, I get a text message from him saying like, all right, I made reservations at the Magic Castle for um, me and my family. We're going to be there Friday. But never told me. How does he get in without you? Well, I had given him a pass, you uh, know, but I had said, here, yeah. make the reservations on the pass at some point. Let me know. And then I'll walk you in so you don't have to pay any kind of cover. Oh, uh. Is so the cover had, super expensive? On on the weekend, it's $30 a person. Plus, they have mm-hmm. to buy dinner. Yeah. Right? So, he's like, yeah, okay, so we're looking forward to you coming with us. You know, do you need to get you anything? Blah, blah, blah. He, he, I, I will say he's been really nice. He wanted to buy my dinner. He wanted to do this and that. But I had plans. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden, a meeting came up at like 5 o'clock that I had on the other side of town. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is like an I Love Lucy episode. And so you decide to have the meeting at the Magic Castle. I know. And then so. the person, like, gets disappeared. Well, so I was <laughs> – so the day of, I was texting and texting him. Finally, he's all like, oh, I'm in Chicago. I don't fly in until, like, 2 o'clock today. And then my family showed up in my apartment at 4. Okay? Okay. And I'm like, what? Oh, fuck. Because I wanted – so I have these special passes – where people can get in with no cover, but I only get a few of those a year. Okay, like four. So I figure I'll just give him those passes, and so it's like me showing up, but he doesn't have to pay for the cover. And he yeah. was having dinner there. I figure he, he's donated so much I can give him that even if I can't go. Sure. So I'm trying to arrange that with him, and he's just, and this is I think I think he has some sort of like social awkwardness disease. I don't know what you call it. Okay. I'm an expert asking. in that. I'm an expert in that. So let's let's hear it. Why do you okay. think that? Well, I kept dropping these hints because he was driving from the airport. Like his his uh, someone was driving him from the airport home, and I'm I'm basically crossing paths with him at one point. Okay, you see, you have to explain LA geography. I was gonna have to shoot into West LA on the ten, mm-hmm. but he lives in Hollywood, might literally walking distance from the Magic Castle. Which is okay. so you have to get off the freeway and then go in like two or three miles. Yeah. And this is during A rush hour. B, they were having this Armenian genocide protest. So mm-hmm. in Hollywood. So all the traffic was just fucked the entire way. You know, and I have to be in a meeting by five and he's it's like three thirty or four and he's like, I'm just barely getting to Hollywood. So I kept trying to drop hints like, Can we meet halfway? Yeah, well, what do you mean I've been dropping hints? What, you're not saying it explicitly, you're saying? Yeah, I'm going like, yeah, I really have to get to this meeting by five and it's in Venice. 
Yeah. And he's like, so maybe he has social awkwardness issues, or you have issues being direct. So then he goes, um, that could that could be an issue. No, too, later right? on I'm direct. <laughs> so then he goes, okay, well I'll be home at four. You know, mm-hmm. home by four. Okay, I was dropping big hints. Okay. So I'm like, fuck it, I gotta go into Hollywood, man. I gotta be in Hollywood and get to Venice by five. Which how sad is it that I barely made it by five? I made it. And I was literally 11 miles. Like, no. where Trevor lives is 11 miles from where I had to be, and it took me an hour. That's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, so I get to his apartment, but he lives on a very busy street, so the parking's fucked, right? There's no parking. So I literally park in a red zone, an emergency red zone. And so mm-hmm. I, he goes, I'm home. And I text him, I go, listen, I'm parked in an emergency red zone. You need to come get this pass. Now, I'm direct here. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm on the 40th floor. Or something like that, right? I'm on floor 17. And I'm all like, yeah, you need to come down here and get this pass. Why don't you just bring it up to me? And no. Like, yes. Yes. I don't believe that. Yes. I don't believe it. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up right now. <laughs> so then I go, uh, uh, no, 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 you got, you got to come get it. Fine. So what I did was I go, uh, listen, uh, oh, here we go. Nope, nope. Oh, wait, where's, why is, why is the text message not showing up? Mm-hmm, convenient. I know, I don't have my phone <laughs> on me. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll post a, a thing here. So, you I, listen, this is what I did. I got, I ran out of my car with the pass. Mm-hmm. Give it to, to the, the door guy? There's no door guy, but there's a front oh. door. There is a empty beer can in a potted <laughs> plant. Right? Uh-huh. I take the beer can. Yeah. I put it on top of the path and I put it in the potted plant. And I say, listen, I left it in a beer can in a potted plant by your door. I took a picture of it and I sent it to him. And he okay. goes, uh, he goes, uh, what? He goes, yeah, he's don't like, you want to not buying don't, you dinner anymore? Yeah, he goes, don't you want to come up and meet my family? Oh, I go, no, I got to get to Venice by five. Yeah. So I left it there, and I, I, I should call him and actually find out how the Magic Castle went. That sounds like it could have been like a misunderstanding. He was he wanted you to come see his place and see his family. I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta be in a meeting by five. I can't be like. Hey, sorry I was late for this meeting because I had to go see this guy's family to give him right. a magic castle so he can go see some magicians yeah. later. He's like, my friend Joe, who all he does is post pictures of taco tours and like <laughs> <laughs> random art shows where he is asked to yeah. cry. That he, oh, he, yeah. must be really, he must be really busy today. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> yeah, I can see so. the misunderstanding. I don't know why you're apologizing for him. I feel sorry for him. I feel badly. I should have gone with him. Have you hung out with him at all since he's been back here? We hung out one time to go see the space shuttle fly around L.A. (laughs) Cool. That was years ago, though, right? Years ago. He'd just been back in L.A. like a week. Yeah. I think I lived in Phoenix at the time. Really? Was it that long ago? I think so. I don't know. Don't don't quote me. Edit that out. Just kidding. <laughs> um, Joe. Uh, that was, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm officially announcing that was the worst story I've ever told in the show. No, it wasn't. It had all the. <laughs> Come on, Joe. You've told the worst stories. <laughs> what I meant was it wasn't a bad story. Um, it had all the elements that your story should have. You being uncomfortable, you not doing something right. In I will to tell you this. People. This Trevor is pretty hot. His name's Trevor. Don't say his last name. Oh, you're right. I've oh. always thought he was attractive. And like yeah. kind of ambiguously gay, but says he's not. He listens, right? No, he doesn't. Oh, good, good. I just kind of have always got that feeling from him. I tell him directly. Oh, good. Like, I think you're homosexual. Uh, Joe, Joe, Joe. Um, a friend of the show, Christina Hill, is a yeah. big fan of this comedian, Jamie Kilstein. Mm-hmm. Do you know much about him? I know the name. He's on a show or something, right? Yeah, he does a podcast. Um, and 
he's kind of known for being like super liberal, um, um, like vegan, atheist, oh, Jesus. U- uber, uber liberal, right? So he has a show up here in San Francisco, and so Christina, um, basically, really, if she said she was coming to see something in San Francisco, I would make the excuse to go see it with her. Mm-hmm. So she offered, and I bought tickets to see um, it with Steve. So Steve and myself were meeting up with Christina and her friend Michael and her friend Jill. Um, oh, Michael's my friend, go? too. I've met him enough. Uh, her husband didn't go. And... Uh, we bought tickets like a month ago, but, uh, this weekend she was like, Hey, the show's on Sunday. Why don't you pick a dinner spot near the theater? Okay. So I go online and I don't know the area too well. It's like kind of like North beach ish. Mm -hmm. So I rely on the internet and just like a block away. There's this place called Kennedy's Irish pub. Yeah. So I tell Christina, let's meet at the Irish pub at five 30. Show starts at 7.30. That gives us plenty of time. Um, we could even go into the show early and get drinks and just hang. Whatever, right? So Steve and I get to Kennedy's Irish Pub just before 5.30, okay? We get a table. Um, Christina's stuck in traffic because there's some dude that decided to walk across the Bay Bridge. So they're like – this is a, actually a weird story. The um, – the police and the like, uh, Caltrans trucks were just walking by or driving behind the walking guy mm-hmm. to like make sure nobody hit him. But why not put the guy in the truck and just drive him across if you're gonna just drive behind him? But anyway, maybe he was trying to get his steps in. You know, maybe. Whenever I'm on my this my fitness pal, I get nervous. I don't have my steps. Yeah. And so I start walking places for no reason whatsoever. Does MyFitnessPal count your steps? Well, it, it syncs up with my phone, which does count my steps. Um, what app do you use to count your steps? The health app on my iPhone. Oh, it just does it. Okay. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's an option. There's a few options. But anyway, we're yeah. getting off topic. So my we phone look just at the texted menu. me. I haven't moved in 11 days. <laughs> your phone just texted you because it thinks you're dead. Yeah. Um, hey, are you still alive? You know, like when you have like uh, on Google or something, you haven't been on one. Like, you still there? Like Skype? Yeah. Or Spotify? And my phone does it to me. Um, Hulu does it too. Are you still watching? That could yeah. Be. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so Joey, uh, Steve, and I get there uh, right about five thirty, and we look at the menus. Now, what kind of food would you guess? What are the food options at Kennedy's Irish Pub? Well, it's an so- Irish pub. Okay. So, but I don't think they're going to – you can count on some shepherd's pie. Okay. You're yeah. going to get some shepherd's pie. and They're going to do that thing where they have the Irish nachos, which is essentially just french fries with cheese and bacon on it. You know, yeah. some sort of sh- stuff like that. Sure. You got yeah. it. Uh, but they didn't. Joe, the menu of this place was 100% Indian food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? 100% Indian food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, Ir- the Irish pub side of the place serves beer. And then mm-hmm. the restaurant side of the place is all Indian food. So I start to worry because I told Christina, want to meet at this Irish pub? And she's like, sure. But there's a car full of people. What if these people all hate Indian food? Right? I'm not a big fan of Indian food. I know you're not. We've talked about that when they that one Indian place had a slave. Remember that story? Yes. So I text them. I'm like, hey, this is all Indian food. I know that's weird. And they, it turns out they all love Indian food, so it's actually f- totally fine. Okay. Yeah. So we eat our food. It was actually really delicious. Um, we drink our beer. It's good. Um, and then we go to the show. Now this Jamie Kilstein guy is funny. Um, I actually really liked it. But with these political comedians, they kind of just assume that you're in line with their politics, which makes sense because why else would you go to their show? I guess. Yeah. But. So he's like doing his his routine, and it's like really liberal stuff, like feminism, and then LGBT equality, oh, God, and gun so rights, and I'm all there. Like it's funny, he's good. I'm all there. He's even he's vegan. I'm not, but I can get behind that. Like he, I I think he's funny. But then he starts talking about religion a bit, uh-huh. and he, his jokes are about like putting up an ad on ChristianMingle.com, and I thought it was funny, but Joey Steve is Christian, so like. Not like church every Sunday kind of Christian, but like Mm -hmm. Christian enough that I was kind of like trying to steal a peek to see if he wasn't 
if he was laughing at this stuff. Yeah. And he wasn't he wasn't <sighs> laughing. <laughs> Would Nicole but have been he, offended? I she's not easy to offend. That's a bad example. Um think about like would my mom be offended? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But my I don't know. I, I I don't think it was like offensive. I just think that it kind of like wouldn't be funny to a Christian person. Like it's almost not mean to a Christian person, but it's like that you're the butt of the joke. A lot of the joke is like, oh, but you believe in fairy tales in the sky. So, you know what I mean? That kind of like. Well, that's my problem with Bill Maher. Bill Maher gets in that. Yeah. And I just think that's a dangerous territory to play, especially when you're so liberal and you want. Here he is espousing acceptance of different viewpoints, you know. Oh, why aren't you accepting gays? Why aren't you accepting. you know this? Why aren't you accepting this? Accepting vegan, and but then he goes like, "But you believe this, and I'm now I'm going to make fun of you for that." Yeah, Does that make sense? I, I I hear you, but I also feel like Christians hold a lot of power in this country, so they can maybe be the butt of the joke a little bit more without. Do you, do you follow that kind of reasoning? Well, I understand, it, but, it, but, kind but of like... I understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying though is. But if, if if you're noticing, though, that you have to look to Steve to see how he's reacting to this, then maybe it's not being done correctly. If as an atheist, yeah. you're even checking, you're even clocking, wait, this is going somewhere else. Yeah. And like I said, I don't think it was, like, offensive. I just think that it probably wasn't funny um, to somebody who believes in that. So Was there a lot uh, of applause? Yeah, there was a not applause. There was a lot of laughter. Like he he was really funny. Um, the place had no a no hecklers policy though. <laughs> like multiple times before the show, we were warned that they throw hecklers out. So I was kind of actually happy to see that. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, it was a good time though. I'm. Um. He has a podcast. This Jamie Kilstein called Citizens Radio. And I subscribed, and I've listened to one episode. It's him and his wife, um, and his wife used to write, write for the Nation, and I know she does it this and that now. But um, it's a, it's good. Uh, but that's all. Next. Uh, well, I'm glad you had a good time. She had a good time with this Jamie Kilstein. Yeah, it was a good time. I told you, Joe. My some of my stories, like I did stuff. My, but I, they're I'm, not in like, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I had to go to a wake last week. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. and the, you usually, all the funeral stories you tell are hilarious. So, Well, I didn't, I didn't really know this guy. Okay. okay. He was a relative. I had to, and none of my family could go. They were, literally everybody in my family was out of town. They're like, oh, you got to go and represent us. I have li- literally never had a conversation with this person in my life. Okay. So, but Richard's really into it. So Richard's going to be there. I have his cousin Richard. He's gay and he's a week younger than I am. We go to this uh, funeral, this wake, and a lot of relatives are there and they haven't seen me in a while. So there's a lot of like, um, uh, oh my God, Joe, look at you. Look how th- you've lost a lot of weight. Oh my gosh, right? And that's fine, you know. And we're all hanging out. We're talking after the wake. Blah, blah, blah. Joe, you look great. Joe, you look this. You look thin. And then Richard's standing next to me at one point, And I don't remember how this came up. But I got some serious shade thrown at me, man. So I go, uh, yeah, I'm standing with Richard and someone. I don't remember how our age came up. Right? But uh, it does. And Richard goes, yeah, I'm 40. I'm only, I'm only a week younger than Joe. And they go, What? Oh my God, Richard! You look great. You look amazing. You look so good for forty. They're like, hmm. It must run in your grandfather's genes. That's the side I'm not related to. <laughs> and I was like, what? how did I just get thrown under the fucking bus on this one? You're being sensitive. That's what Richard said. I was talking about him. I was talking to him about it last night, and he was laughing. Because he right. was saying, like, he, he goes, he says, like, I, I think you read too much into that. But yeah. I, I was, I don't know, whatever. That's my story. What's going on in the Bay Area? <laughs> really lightweight. But look, look, here's the deal. Here's one thing I know. I'm going to have a shit ton of stories next week. You know that. So I'm just going to, everybody, if you think this is a slow week, next week we're going to have to do, like, an extra special bonus show. 
just to cover all my stories for next week. Uh, Joey, multiple times a month, remote-controlled drones have been seen buzzing uh, over the iconic Golden Gate Bridge shooting videos. Uh, there's They're all over YouTube. Um, but there are a couple of major problems with this, according to bridge officials. Um, by the way, whose job is to be a bridge official? That's a weird title. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't actually love that job. I'm a... They're hope they're hoping to get a law passed to address the drones. Yeah. Um, basically, the drones have been seen videotaping sections of the bridge behind security fences where photography is not allowed, and it poses serious safety concerns. They say. And then there's issues of plane traffic and pedestrian safety with one drone recently crashing right into the roadway roadway of the bridge. Joey, what are your thoughts on drones? What are your thoughts on people not wanting the bridge photographed from above? All of this. Like a drone falls from 400 feet. Could it, I mean there's people walking on this bridge. It could actually take someone out. It could kill someone. Right? I'm a, I, have, I have thoughts. Okay. I'm going to tell you something. At first, I thought these drones were cool. Yeah. Right? Because you would see these footage of, yeah, like the Golden Gate Bridge. I actually, those, the ones that are of big landmarks, I'm not that interested in because you see, there's already so much footage of that, you know? Yeah. I the, What I like is the ones that are like f- hopping over the Washington Monument, right? So yes. So you see like all, it's a big thing that you see pictures of, but you see a different perspective. Yeah, I, I like ones that are th- places that you wouldn't usually see. There was one I remember I saw that was actually fascinating, especially living in Los Angeles. It was a drone that was going over. You know, you see these gated communities, and the gates are so high, and the trees are so high that you really can't see over the gates of the gated community, you know? Yeah. And this drone was flying over, like, the really, really ritzy parts of L.A., and you were like, you don't realize how rich these people are. Look at their property. And you're like, whoa. Like, like Matt Damon was building a house. It was insanity. Yeah. It was insanity. And you got to see all that, and you're like, whoa. You're like, fuck, that's huge. But you don't realize how big the properties are behind that those gates. So that was sort of interesting. Um, but for the most part, I'm sort of bored of these. How many times can I see the Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah, but I guess um, the point is not, like, is the thing that they're doing with the drones cool, but, like, should they be allowed to do it? Right? No. So this is, like, technically, I mean, all legal. There's nothing illegal about doing it. Well, no, they, but, yeah, but you can't have th- you can't have them filming Willie and Nelly that, they, that, you know, there are some things. Yeah, you don't want terrorists to know, to be able to examine how to specifically, you know target the golden gate bridge that'd be really bad okay so so take the camera away you're saying it's fine like if i have a remote control airplane and i want to no for whatever no, stupid reason no. i want to do this yeah thing. there's certain things just you should have designated areas for these things you know parks and different places that aren't dangerous but like you know the golden gate bridge that's meant for transportation Stop yeah. fucking with it. Stop flying shit around there and just drive on the go- – don't walk on it. Just w- drive on the goddamn Golden Gate Bridge. Walk from one place to another. If you want to stand somewhere and look at the sheer beauty of this, you know, uh, wonder of the world that is the Golden Gate Bridge, it's fine. But I don't know why people have to constantly fl- just, you know, futzing with things and flying around it. And, uh, you know, you know what it is? It's bored rich people. You a, sound a like such person. an old man right now. I know. Well, you know Your cousin I, Richard wouldn't sound this old. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I just feel like if if it's your hobby to like do this, then that's cool. But I guess the safety of everybody does trump like your hobby. But yeah, there are know, certain just, things. Yeah, Golden Gate Bridge, the White House. Right. Well, the White House makes a hundred percent sense because you can weaponize these things, and then it becomes yeah. You can weaponize, but you can also do the San Francisco, you know, like the White House, the Golden Gate Bridge, um, the world's largest rubber band ball somewhere in North Dakota. You don't want drones flying around these things. Yeah. Uh, Oregon, Oregon Stop Pizza. Yeah, out want, in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want a drone around that. <laughs> um, what's up in LA? Any good news stories? Yeah, Mike. Um, a woman discovers that her brain tumor was actually her embryonic twin, okay? Uh, 
Yamini Karanam, an Indiana University PhD student, went to doctors after she started noticing that she had problems understanding what she was listening to and reading. After consulting with neurologists and neurosurgeons who couldn't agree what was causing her medical issues, she reached out to Dr. Oh, Jesus. Krayer Shahinian at the Skull Base Institute in Los Angeles. Shahinian thought she had a brain tumor and scheduled a surgery to remove it. One of Karanam's friends even set up a crowdsourced fundraiser, but after the procedure, uh, Shahinian found out about her embryonic twin, or rather a rare teratoma that was never fully developed, was in her brain. Um... Since Shahinian thought Karanam's tutor could have been potentially cancerous, he told her that it wasn't an evil twin because it was benign. What? Anyway, the point is, she thinks she has a tumor, and they take out, like, all this bones, and I think it was, like, a lump of, like, um... Teeth and hair? Teeth and hair, yeah. That's disgusting. That's so gross, Mike. Yeah, um... In 2009, this guy named Gavin Hyatt from England discovered that he had a parasitic twin after a lump in his stomach that doctors thought was a cyst pushed its way through his stomach, like in the movie Alien. And mm-hmm. he later found that he had an undeveloped twin in his belly, yeah. which he, he keeps in a jar and he calls it Little Gavin. Oh, God. Well, you know who's the most famous person with um, a little like twin like that, right? Um, Who? Actor Andy Garcia. Is this a joke? No. Andy Garcia was born with a little face on his shoulder or something. No. Look it up. Really? Yeah. No one ever believes me when I tell him this. Gross. In the comments for this story you just read, somebody posted the Willie Nelson song, You Are Always On My Mind. (laughs) She looks really happy in the picture. Oh, yeah. She's got rid of her her evil twin that was growing inside of her head. (laughs) She stops hearing voices all of a sudden. Bones, hair, and teeth. Do you think that there's any sort of – okay, I shouldn't say, like, do you think her – let me put this on you. Hypothetically, the same thing happens to you. You find out you have a brain tumor. When they take it out, they find out that it was an embryonic twin. Mm -hmm. Um is there any sort of grieving or mourning that happens to you? Or are you just kind of like, well, it just wasn't meant to be. I'm not even joking. That Are you saying if it happened to me, Joe Batanz? Yeah. I would be so glad that I had a story for the podcast that week. <laughs> me too. I'd be like, oh my God, this is going to be <laughs> my – this is going to beat the priest that kissed me at the wedding. Yeah. I had an embryonic twin. <laughs> Growing in my head. Would um, be funny? Well, yeah, I mean, we would try to. We would probably make. Um, it would make a an excuse for why some of your like uh, behaviors that have changed in the past ten years. We'd be like, well, he no longer does that because it was the twin. It makes me want to think. I don't know why, because it's not about an embryonic twin, but it makes me think of uh, this little shop of horrors. What's an embryonic twin in that? I don't know. I'm just thinking like Audrey too was in my in my head. Feed me, Joey. Remember we went to that play in Garden Grove, that open air theater? Yeah. We went. We, why did we go see a production of that? Well, because I love Little Shop of Horrors. It's probably one of my favorite musicals. Yeah. But um, a couple weeks before that, we were at um, Hamburger Mary's, and we met the guy. The He was like the musical director for the show. Remember? He was a bigger guy. Yeah, yeah. I remember he came out, and he was like – um, he was uber uber flamboyant, yeah. And he he came out on the stage beforehand, and he was like, "We want you to have fun, have fun, everybody. Just laugh and sing. Go ahead and dance in the aisles if you want to." And we I remember uh, you and I were just like, "Oh, this guy, man." Yeah. Well, yeah, that theater was having trouble too. Like the city was paying for a lot of the productions and like trying to. I remember there was like drama around the, the theater company too. Well, also, we're getting how did we? I don't know how we got onto this from <laughs> the embryonic twin. But the point is, yeah, that was when Mike and I would go see these plays, and that's another one of those plays I wasn't allowed to laugh or clap. Oh, stop! That's not true. Uh, Joey, uh, here's a story I want to tell you about. Feeling blue? Sure. Take a walk in the park. Got a chronic illness? Again, take a walk in a park. Overweight? 
You guessed it. Walk in the park. San Francisco park officials have teamed up with healthcare providers to encourage them to prescribe their patients in a, a good dose of Mother Nature to treat everything from chronic illness, mental illness, to diabetes and weight loss. San Francisco-based Dr. Daphne Miller says she's been prescribing parks for her patients for years. No pharmacy necessary, just nature and an open mind. Um, so I'm curious what you think about, like, doctors prescribing things that are not medicine. For some reason, that's like, I don't know if controversial is the right word, but it's like kind of not typical. Um, Take a walk in the park? Yeah. So this, the parks department is trying to get doctors to start prescribing park time to people. What a horrible. Okay, Mike, what would you do if you found out a doctor was recommending people take a walk in the park for their diabetes? Well, I mean, Big Blue Tests every year, what we do is we try to encourage people to use physical activity in diabetes management. So instead of injecting two units of insulin right now, I could walk around the block and it would have the same effect. But oh, this really? isn't me- that's not medical advice. I'm just saying for me personally, I could do that right now. Yeah. You know? So like the more insulin in your body, the harder it is to lose weight. So like that walk around the block isn't just like good physical fitness, it's keeping insulin out of me. But um have you heard of this iPhone program uh app called Lark? L A R K? No. What is it? Um it's kind of like a a personal coach, uh health coach. Yeah. And it's I I'm very new to it. I'm actually getting involved with it. I told you how I'm doing the the uh um uh consulting stuff uh with health apps and this is like uh one of the top ones right now. And it's kind of like you're texting with somebody and they look at your data on the steps you take um and then you tell it what you eat and it kind of gives you advice like, "Hey, I noticed you only slept six hours last night, so this morning you're probably going to want a high-carb, sweet breakfast because your your body's asking for an energy surge, but you'd be better off with a lean protein and a lot of Is uh, it a real person or, or like a machine? No, you. it's a machine doing all of it. Um, it's kind of – I'm like I said, only a couple days into it, so I'm not saying it's great, but I am actually – it's kind of cool to just play with. I don't know if the long term I'll make any changes based on it, but this morning it did tell me – I'm going to want to have a super sugary, high-carb breakfast because of the amount of sleep I got, but I should stick with a lean protein instead. So, like, it looks at things and tries to establish patterns. And um, every day you tell it what you're going to eat, and then it'll tell you uh, – it'll give you tips. So, like, today you ate, I ate tofu at um, dinner, so it told me, like, here's the reasons why tofu is good, and if you could keep having tofu in your dinner, that would be good for you or – um, whatever. L-A-R-K. It's a real Lark. drag. Give it a try. I actually think it's really cool. And you can have it call you whatever you want. So when I open the app, it says, hey, sexy Mike, because I chose that. Hope you had a good Monday. Uh, let's take a look at your activity. So far, I've gotten 59 minutes of activity. Um, and at this, oh, and my average is 56 minutes. So I'm doing good. But. Lark. L-A-R-K. Um, what else is up with you? Mike, uh, a man needed surgery for his candy crush injury. Shut up. We've all been there where we've had the nagging urge to repeatedly play the addictive candy crush saga puzzle game on our smartphones regardless of who we're with or where we are. But one San Diego man took it to the next level and played it so much that he tore the tendon by his thumb. In a journal report released this week by JAMA Internal Medicine, researchers discussed a case where a 29-year-old man played Candy Crush all day long for six to eight weeks with his left hand. He would continue using his right hand to do other things, but the game was always on. He went to the doctor after he began noticing pain in his left thumb and felt some loss of motion in that thumb as well. Doctors said that he had ruptured his tendon and had to get surgery to repair it. Mike. This is a masturbation injury, right? And he's just saying, "Oh, you it's think candy so? Crush. Like you don't play Candy Crush hard. You don't have to push hard. You know what though? I see my mom use her phone, and she yeah. like, like <laughs> stabs the phone really hard yeah. with her finger. Like yeah. really, really hard. Like I'm just like, that's not the harder you press doesn't make it work more. Right. My mom will like try to scroll down on something, and she'll also like move the phone in a downward motion. 
Like it's a full body motion for her to like scroll. I don't know what my mom does with her phone. She'll occasionally say, I don't know. I lost all these apps or something like that. Right. Yeah. I look at it and she's like moved apps into <laughs> folders and they're like they're all over the place. And I'm just like, what is she doing on her phone? Yeah. What is my mom does on? it too. My mom will change like ringtone. So like every time it rings, it's like the sound of Twitter. And she's like, I don't know how that happened. It just happened. I'm like, how do yeah, you yeah, accidentally that's the thing. change it just everything? Yeah. This phone is weird. It just did that. My mom also <laughs> thinks that her timeline appears in everybody else's timeline on Facebook. Because <laughs> she'll be like, I, yeah. She'll be like, Joey, how do I get rid of this person? Because he posts yes. really conservative, <laughs> negative things, and I don't want my oh. friends to see it. And I'm like, my I'm not going to see opposite. it. My mom's the opposite. So my my uh, cousin, um, her niece, has a kind of like crazy a couple crazy posts um nothing too crazy but she's afraid that her church friends will see it (laughs) oh i see what you're saying yeah 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 my mom no my my mom thinks they're gonna i go in what's funny is i tell her no one sees these posts they're they're not on your time if they don't see your timeline she's like rolls her eyes like "Uh uh-huh right Uh, well, um, so to the Candy Crush guy, I, I hope you get better. But there better. are people, there are people that I know who are super into this Candy Crush. Have you ever played this game? Yeah. Is it, I've never played it. Is it good? I don't what? get, I don't get caught up in games like this, actually. So, the games I'll play, I play, like, Farkle. Do you know Farkle? Is or, like. Yeah, do quizzes? No, Farkle is, like, a dice game. I'll play, like, Rummy, or I'll play Checkers. So, like, myself. I'll just play one game, and I'll fail, or I'll succeed, and then I'm done. I don't play these games that are, like, long-term and um, connected to other people. I don't really – I don't enjoy that. I'm not knocking it. I just don't – I don't enjoy that. I kind of like to sit and play a game against the computer real quick. No, I don't. I do. I was doing that with this Monopoly on my phone. Yeah. This computer cheats. You th- Yeah. You know what? My Farkle game cheats. It's like from the beginning, I know if I'm going to win or not. Because it's like the yeah. deck is just stacked against me. And it's like, well, but it's my turn to lose. So I was playing this Monopoly. I'm like, you know what? The, the computer kept winning. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do research on Monopoly strategy. So I did re- all this secret research on Monopoly strategy, right? And I built up. Sorry, all Trevor. I can't meet your family. <laughs> I can't. Meet, I've been busy. Okay. Are you? Don't you get that? I have to research how to beat my own phone at Monopoly. So uh, I do this research, and I read up on Monopoly strategy. Okay. And I start using this Monopoly strategy, and now the computer realizes I've got him fucked. Mm-hmm. Right. And that any that I now anytime he goes around my property you have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to me so this computer keeps putting itself in jail oh this computer was in jail all the time yeah so you never landed on your property yeah because then when he got out of jail he'd go around my property and then he'd land up in jail again Ugh, it was awful or 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 the dice the dice would always give the computer numbers that just made it run past my property yeah Piece of shit. Computer. I feel like the the jail thing could be a strategy, though. So, like, if I was in his position, I might try to stay in jail so I wouldn't yeah. like oh, ever he would pay do. to get out. Oh yeah, uh huh. That's what he was doing. But he was like, it, then he got he. This kid was in jail um, more <laughs> than half my now. relatives. <laughs> uh, the other half beat it though. Still, yeah. Anyway. So, what do you got going on next week, Joey? Well, Mike, uh, my dad's birthday is on Wednesday. We're going to celebrate with dinner. And then uh, we're doing a little something with the family on Sunday. But um, coming to town this week, friend of the show and co-host of Dubious Intent Plus, Adam Burns and co-founder of Pride 48, Adam Burns, with his boyfriend, is coming to town. And we have a packed three or four days together, Mike. We're going to go see Ellen. Yeah, we're going to go see Ellen. We're going to go to the Warner Brothers Studio Tour. We are going to go around L.A. and the tourist attractions. We're going to Disneyland. Ooh. Yeah. and uh, That's a good trip. Yeah, I, I can't wait trip. to hear about it. Mm-hmm. What do you got are going you good, on? Oh, go ahead. Are you, brushing, are you brushing up on your Filipino jokes? Because his, 
His I'm, boyfriend is a Filipino, and you have an arsenal. I, I, I just do, don't know but, that you've made them in a while. But based on things that Adam has told me, it sounds like this Mark, that's the name of his boyfriend, is uh, very sensitive. To Filipino jokes or to all jokes? Cause... I think, well, as you, as you and I both know, Filipinos are just very sensitive, especially the gay ones. Very sensitive people. Are so, they? Uh, oh, really? The last Filipino guy you dated wasn't super sensitive? I didn't say he wasn't. I just didn't know that they all are. I don't know. Well, no, because John... making a sweeping generalization? My, my friend John isn't. One? Yeah, my friend John yeah. isn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mark was telling Adam... Because Adam and I have been, um, we'll say, hashing out the details of this trip. You mean fighting over to the details of this trip? Yeah, and Mark was like, are you going to be fighting when you guys are there? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's fine. Good. I, I'm excited to hear it, and I'm actually jealous that you get to meet Mark. I'm curious how that how oh, that I know you're jealous. Relationship. <laughs> I'm curious how that relationship looks, because yeah. I only hear I only hear Adam's side of that relationship. You know, I feel Mark's so. very normal. Yeah. Well, I feel like Adam's very normal, don't you? Mm. Except for the melon fucking on the internet stuff. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I take for, it back. I take having it back. Sex, <laughs> having sex with melons and uh, he's also – you know, the problem is for someone who has sex with melons, he's not a very direct person. That's, what made, that's what's, what's made it very difficult to plan this trip oh, is – Oh, God. You guys are going to have another fight based on what you're just about to say. No, I told him this already. Is He's not very direct. He'll be like, oh, I don't know. What? Uh, okay, so Joey, next week um, I'm going to be migrating the site to Spanish. That's happening. I have almost nothing going on. We're going to need taco on. articles for your Spanish site. I, I can do it. Okay. My boss is leaving, so that's kind of a big deal. Um, other than that, I don't have really anything going on. So um, we'll see what happens with the next episode. I'm going to say I don't know what episode this is. I think it's 107, 108. Going down in history, this will never be, no clips from this episode will be pulled for any future clip shows. I can already tell you this. Well, when we find the uh, your dead body because Adam has murdered you, we might have to pull a couple of clips about you saying, like, That's true. we fought and then your impersonation of him and stuff. If we ever that do a clip show of our worst episodes, this will definitely <laughs> Why would we there. do that? We should, though. as an April Fool's joke. Like our worst episodes do a clip. All right, Joey. Uh, nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, uh, um, Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.